Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning we're going to kick off this series, What is Easter? Let's go to our Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, today we gather and celebrate, especially on this day, that moment in history nearly 2,000 years ago, when you rose from the grave. Lord, as we reflect on those who encountered you as a risen Savior, help us to see through their encounter with you, through the conversations they had, the experience they had, of you speaking into our lives today. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Darkness. It was the darkness of pre-morning dawn, but this darkness was deeper. This darkness was the darkness of death and the death of hope. Jesus, their teacher, their friend, was dead. The week prior, things looked so exciting. I mean, hope was alive. Jesus came into Jerusalem. They welcomed him as the king and savior. By the end of the week, their lives had been shattered. Jesus was arrested and sentenced to death by crucifixion. Now to the cross, gasping for each breath, Mary Magdalene and the other women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the one disciple, John, were there at the foot of the cross for each excruciating moment, for each grasp of air. For six hours, Jesus struggled on a slow journey to death. And at 3 p.m., Jesus breathed his last, and hope died. It was almost the Sabbath, so they hurriedly took his body down and and in haste, they placed his body in the tomb. They didn't even have time to express their love for their friend with the costume of burial. Instead, they put his body in the tomb, and still echoing in their hearts was the grinding sound of that stone rolled in front of the entrance of the tomb. Darkness. And now they waited. They waited for three days in the darkness, three days in emotional and spiritual darkness. So when the Sabbath was over, they could return and they could honor their friend with the burial customs. And early that morning, an earthquake rattled them. 
Not that they probably slept very well. And they get up before the sun rises and they gather spices that they need for the custom of burial. And with heavy hearts, they make their way to the tomb. Mary Magdalene and the other women who were going to the tomb hadn't thought about it at first, but then they began to wonder, how are we going to move this big stone out of the entrance? And when they get there, the stone has been moved. The tomb is empty. The body is gone. And in horror, in disbelief, with a grief that was already so immense, Mary and the other women quickly go back to where the disciples were all hiding behind closed doors, knocking on the door, this panic and out of breath, saying, he's missing, he's gone, someone took his body. And quickly, Peter and the other disciple, we know this is John, they get up and they run to the tomb. Mary follows behind. And Peter gets in, stoops in, sees the linen cloth lying there, one where his head would have been, one, the bigger one covering his entire body where his feet would have been. And the other one's standing outside. And then once they've gone, Mary stoops down to look inside. I imagine that in the tears, the grief, the shock of the moment, she sees these two guys in white, not recognizing that they're angels. And they're asking, like, who are you looking for? He's not here. He's risen just as he said. And it has not sunk into her heart. The tears just flowing. If you've ever had those moments where tears are just coming down, you're so broken. And then she sees this gentleman off to the side, imagining through the tears that it's the gardener. She's like, sir, if you know where they put him at, would you please tell me? I'll go bring his body back. And then he says, Mary. Jesus said, Mary. And the tears of grief and sorrow become tears of joy, overwhelming joy, as she clutches on to her Savior, Rabboni, teacher, you're alive. Hope lives. Mary. I don't know about you, you know, when someone calls your name, Sometimes when someone calls my name, it means I'm in trouble. (laughs) But from Mary, when she first encountered Jesus, when he first said her name, it changed her life. Mary Magdalene, you know, we could go down some rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Easter bunny, rabbit hole. Um, We could chase down some rabbit hole who Mary truly was. We know some things about Mary... We think there are other references to a Mary that might be the same Mary, but we're not sure. Some traditions say yes, some say no, some scholars think this, some think that. We're not going to chase down that rabbit hole, but what we do know is that Mary was a broken person, that she was discarded. She believed and others believed that she was of no value, that she was unclean, that she had no worth whatsoever. But then she encountered, several years before this resurrection encounter, Jesus. 
her life was changed forever. She experienced love. She experienced healing. She experienced the love of the Savior. And I think about Mary, I think about us. In a lot of ways, I, I think about those who have, have a certain skill, a, a certain eye. I know maybe you're like that, but you know, what I imagine is the kind of person who's driving in an old beat-up pickup truck, why it's an old beat-up pickup truck, I don't know, kind of sputtering off, backfiring every once in a while, it's my imagination. And, you know, and they see this piece of furniture like lying on the side of the road, side of the road or maybe you know, in a dump. And they have an eye like no one else. Because something that has been discarded, something that is broken, something where the, the paint or the varnish is worn off, where water is drizzled on or the wood is warping, they see something that no one else sees. They see something of value, something of beauty. You know, and as I think about Jesus and how he shaped the encounter with Mary, and how it is when we encounter Jesus, there are many times that we feel, whether because of our own thoughts about ourselves or because of the way the world tells us about us, that we feel like that old piece of furniture that is just left on the side of the road. Free, take it, don't want it. Broken. <clears throat> Worthless. But Mary's encounter with Jesus changed everything. Mary's encounter with Jesus that moment years ago and to that resurrection moment shaped her understanding of who she truly was. Just like that, that piece of furniture, you know, here's that old pickup truck. <laughs> backfiring. You know, and this guy, he stops there, it could be a gal too, sees that piece of furniture, sees something that has so much potential, knows already what it can be in that, his mind. He gets it, loads it up on his truck, and he takes it to his shop. And the first thing that he does is that he rescues. And that's the same thing that Jesus does. When we encounter Jesus, when Mary encountered Jesus, he rescues. What does it mean to be rescued by Jesus? It means that from this point forward, that this life, being all that there was, all that we live for, all that meant anything to us, is gone. That there's more to this life. There's more to the, the way that we see ourselves or the others see us. Rescued, rather than being left on the side of the road to be discarded, we are seen of great value by one who knows the potential we can have with tender care and love. Rescued. Mary was rescued by Jesus. And Jesus has come to rescue you and me. Rescued and redeemed. Rescued and, re and redeemed. Redeemed means to transfer the ownership. It means to bring us into the family of God. Jesus even alludes to that in some of the final words that we have from the gospel this morning. When he says, I'm returning to my father and what? 
your father. Rescued and redeemed, made part of God's family. Rescued and redeemed, so we are purchased with a price, the scriptures tell us. Purchased not with gold or silver, not with, you know, the credit card sliding through at a nice antique store. Purchased with blood. With the blood of Jesus on the cross. You belong to the one who loves you. The one who will care for you. The one who rescues and repairs our brokenness. Rescued and redeemed and restored. We are restored. This is a relational restoration with our God. Because what was broken long ago when humanity first rebelled against God, God in his grace and his love restores us. Now, that restoration process is not a snap the fingers and it's done. I mean, for those of you who have the skill to, you know, work on a piece of furniture and restore it to life or a car or anything else, you know that it takes time. It takes work. Sometimes that work is a bit abrasive. In the same way, God is restoring us. We are restored, yet we are also being restored. And the, the Bible tells us that, you know, we will be fully restored in heaven. Paul says it this way. He who began a good work in you, who began restoring work in you, will bring it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ. And just like a piece of furniture sitting on the road, broken and, you know, varnished, tethered off, watermarks, a scene of no value and no purpose, That Jesus sees you and me of value and restores us. It becomes a thing of beauty. For the Savior values you so much that he gave his life. His resurrection guarantees the promises that he makes. Guarantees that he is still restoring you. That means that there are moments when we know, we may feel like that old piece of furniture that is worn and broken down and worthless. We think, God have anything to do with me. But the thing is, he continues to restore you. Continues to love you. Continues to make you what he knows you can become. Because here's the truth. No matter who you are, Jesus chooses to rescue, redeem, and restore you. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how many times you tried and failed, no matter what others may say about you or what you may think about yourself, Jesus chooses to rescue redeem, and restore you. With that simple word, as Jesus says there at the tomb, Mary, that was a greeting of hope. And this Easter morning, I hope you hear Jesus saying your name. And I'm saying, James Michael Irwin, 
St. James, I chose to rescue you, redeem you, and restore you. I love you. And for you, I gave my life, and I took it up again. That's the word the Savior speaks to you today. Not only today, but tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day. Now, here at Holy Savior, we talk about, you know, that we are about growing in Jesus and sharing his love. So growing in Jesus, one of the ways that maybe you can grow in Jesus this week is, you know, just to say your name aloud. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be weird. I know. It'll be weird. But, but just look in the mirror and imagine, you know, as you look in the mirror or if you close your eyes and just say your name and just hear the voice of Jesus calling out your name in love and in hope. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and we give you praise. You are the living, risen Savior. Lord, because you live, the promise you offer to us in your death and life is that we are rescued, redeemed, and restored in you. The Lord, no matter how we may feel about ourselves and others may say things about us, how we perceive the world sees us, even how we perceive sometimes that you see us, you valued us so much. You gave your life for us. We thank you for this. And we pray, Lord, that we can hear your voice speaking to us today, just as Mary heard your voice at the tomb. And in hearing you call us, we know we are loved and valued by you. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time.